The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It's Friday, July 17th, rolling into the weekend. Another weekend in a pandemic. What's not to love? In the feed, we have franchise tag deadline reaction, a great show. Uh, the, myself, Ryan Wilson, John Breach, and Jared Dubin break down the lack of Dak Prescott uh, getting a contract. There is a You may want to use... One and a half speed. If you want to get through Dubin's uh, ten minute, twenty four second rants about about Dak Prescott, but it's it's entertaining. Um, and if you want to see if you want to see three other human beings completely check out from from a, from a ten for ten minutes and twenty four seconds, go look at, go look at us on YouTube, uh, where the whole episode is up there. And you can go to uh, youtube.com slash pick six. We now have a vanity URL and make sure and subscribe. If you listen to this podcast, go to that webpage and maybe open it up in your app and hit the subscribe button on YouTube because we need the subscriptions. We're in a race against, uh, it's like a, a Girl Scout cookie sales race and we need those subscriptions. Uh, so please go and do that breach. You have been making hand gestures for like 30 seconds trying to say something. What's up? I was just waving to our YouTube listeners. But also, I just want to say that, like, you can't really blame us for checking out. Brinson, you have the attention span of a cat. So, like, there was no way you were going to last 10 minutes. You interrupt me and Wilson after 10 seconds. So, if anyone thought you were going to last 10 minutes and not check out, that's just impossible. Wilson can go about 8 minutes. I can go about 4 minutes. But we all have our limits. But it was a good rant. I went back and listened to it today. I listened to what I, I checked out on it. I checked out. After about seven minutes. But good job, Duvin. Ranking the divisions is what we are doing today. Breach, John Breach wrote a story. About time you wrote something, Breach, for the love of God. I mean, you never write anymore. Been on paternity leave for three months. What do you want from me, Brinson? Try, try, try to raise a baby. How's that baby doing? The baby actually put these divisional rankings for, together for me uh, to make my life easier. I feel like my wife, my wife, AK, has commented multiple times on how good-looking your baby is. His baby is extremely cute. I told, I sent Breach a text, uh, a few months ago that the only thing keeping my wife going through all that's happened in 2020 are, are the baby pics that, um, Rachel Breach's wife puts on, on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> and after we got that podcast, text, Ryan, Ryan said, who's had a good 2020? He's like, uh, Breach had a baby jerk. <laughs> and after I showed that text to Rachel, she's like, all right, I'm going to up the baby picture. So she doubled the baby picture content to keep Wilson's wife happy. It's the, the, the wife in her circle. Keeps the the world rolling here. Um, your your child has a, a, a crazy full head of hair. Yeah. And by and the way, there's something to be said. I'm sure she'll grow up to be a beautiful young woman. There's something to be said to, for like plump babies. You don't want a, you want a fat baby. That's right. You want to say plump? You want a fat baby? That's why it's called baby fat. You it's want awesome. a fat baby. You want a baby you can squeeze. You want a baby that's arms and legs are so fat, like they have looks like they have little rubber bands around their wrists and their ankles. 
Okay, so I see that it looks like you posted a meme. Oh, your wife. Okay, this is perfect. So I don't feel, uh, I don't feel bad about saying this. Your wife posted a picture of uh, on June twenty seventh. Okay, but why does my baby look like Brendan Urie during his early panic at the disco days? So, one, she's not wrong. Uh, and then two, I would also point out that uh, the the lovely Annabelle Breach has a little female Zoolander to her. You see yeah, that? Yeah, the hairdo. The hairdo, sure. Like the hairdo and like the steely gaze. Like she's very inquisitive. You can see, you can see through her look that she has that. What's uh, oh, a uh, I was gonna say, uh, breachy and shenanigans about her. I will say this. She has some mischief about it. We've been spending the past three months working on Blue Steel, and she's getting close, guys. She's getting close. Breach, you're bearing the lead. Uh, At three months old, she's already taller than you. (laughs) That is true. Taller and more hair. It's kind of embarrassing. Yeah, she has more hair than me. Give her that. I take the baby out in public, and they're like, is that your sister? I'm like, no, it's my baby. My God. (laughs) But we've only only been out in public twice because of the pandemic, though. Yeah, pandemic's a problem. Um, be safe out there, people. Hope that you enjoyed the podcast and all our off-season ramblings. Yeah, you know, I, I don't. We haven't gotten any heat from it yet, and it may be because it's a pandemic off-season. Last year, we got a lot of like angry comments that our off-season podcast were too like <laughs> like football specific enough in the middle of June and July. I mean, yeah, and so I appreciate people not doing that this season. You know what though? That may be a Debo thing. Debo keeps us a little more focused. When did Debo? When did you join this circus? August twelfth, twenty nineteen. I will never forget that date. <laughs> that that adds up though. The math adds up because last summer Debo wasn't here to nudge Brinson back on track, and he was That's just so off the rails. We're talking like train track ending up, you know, one going to California ends up in Canada. That's how far Brinson goes off the rails. Uh, and now that Debo's here, he just kind of. Are you on the YouTube show today? You're on the video currently. No, four you, you cannot. You cannot see me on YouTube. All right, that's a shame. You should. You know, a lot of times, what happens? You see a lot. You see this happen a lot. The Stop producer started twenty years ago. <laughs> I've been producing. I know, I'm trying like, to make from day one, baby. Yeah. Um, you see the producer step into a role, a content produ- a content role. Could it happen? Can I say, everybody that unfollowed Sean, please go follow him again. I feel bad at this point, like two weeks later. His numbers are way down. I check it. Sean J. Wagner, he is below 4,000. Let's get him back above that. Below 4,000? He's, he's below 3,400. No, he, he hit 3,400. He was a little bit over that. I don't know exactly what it was. So he, he, was, he was like 3,405, and he's down to like 3,372. And subscribe to his newsletter. You just have to click on it. You don't actually have to read it. He just wants you to click on it. Uh, that's it. Well, look, if you're gonna, if you're gonna refollow him, let me just say this quickly. If you're gonna refollow him, refollow him and leave him a message saying, I'm doing this for you, Spanky Winkman, and then follow him. Uh, in, in, in other Twitter drama news, you may recall that Pete Prisco blocked me and Nick Costos on Twitter. Oh, I didn't know he blocked Nick as well. Yes, because we were annoying him with our Scott Fishbowl tweets. Right. Uh, he unblocked me like the day after and just didn't say anything. But when you block somebody, it, you unfollow them. And it forces you, the person that you block, to unfollow you as well. Mm-hmm. So I, all of a sudden I realized that I wasn't following Pete and Pete wasn't following me. I have followed him back days ago and I've gotten no reciprocity. Pete Prisco okay, followed 1,900 people and one of them is not 
is so the lesson I'm taking away is I should fake block you, and that way I don't have to follow you black back. Follow you black. Yes. Follow you back when uh when we're that can quit having to read your tweets. Got it. Awesome. There, that's right. There you go, Ryan. Um, he's, been, he's been playing the long game, man. He's been playing this for years. How do I get out of following Brinson uh, without looking mean? He did right. it. He pulled it off. This is actually impressive. All right. So let's get to the division rankings. You can get the, the link for Brinson's story. How, how many minutes are we in now? 20? I know. There's no way we <laughs> this done in time. Um Breach, the link to Breach's story is in the description of the podcast. And so check that out. Number eight. And this is, what's the criteria here, Breach? Best just like overall team. Top to bottom. Yeah, top to bottom. It is just how good are you top to bottom because the entire division. The Chiefs are so, awesome. So like the, the Chiefs, Chiefs are, are the best divi- in the best division. Okay. So like the Chiefs are the best team in football, clearly. And I think we all agree on that. But them being the number one team in football doesn't propel their division to the top. Correct. Okay. So, what is the worst division of football? That is where we're starting. You know what? It is the NFC East. And uh, here's the thing: is if everybody remembers watching football last year, because it kind of feels like it was 20 years ago because of this whole pandemic, the NFC East was complete trash. And you had everyone on Twitter talking about it at all times: Cowboys fans, Eagles fans, Debo. Right? The whole division was trash last year. <laughs> fair. That's very fair. See, very fair. They didn't have anyone win 10 games. Uh, they only had one team finish above 500, and it was just a total disaster. And one thing I will say is that they went 12 and 28 in out of division games. So the four teams combined to go 12 and 28, which is total disaster. It was two games away from being the worst combined mm-hmm. non-divisional record ever. So that's how bad it was. Great. I don't think it's, I don't think it's be much better. In 2020, so they are well, ranked last. They only had one coach on Spanky Wankman's top ten list, and he was ranked ninth. So that that, and also that was the only coach who didn't get fired. That bolsters your. Oh your yeah, three of the four coaches got fired. One midseason, and then one of the coaches who got fired actually went to another NFC East team. As Jason Garrett is the offensive coordinator for the New York Giants now, um, is uh, do you think that this is a two horse race? Yes. I, I think it's either Eagles or Cowboys. I don't think the Giants improved enough. This is 4-12 team last season. Like maybe they go 6-10, and 7-9, but I don't think they're going to flip it and win 9 or 10 games. The Reds, or the Washington NFL team, this is like saying San Diego and L.A. When the Chargers move, I'm going to eventually get used to it. But the Washington NFL team, they're in total the, the disarray. Kings, the Redskins have just been racist for 100 years. They're, yeah, they're not going cool. to compete this year. That That is uh, – place has been a whole circus and probably going to be even more circus by the time you listen to this podcast. So I do think it's a two horse race. Reach, you're all about distractions and off se- uh, off the field issues that could affect the team. What about Dak Prescott's brother tweeting uh, earlier this week that um, he, basically that he's angry with the way that the contract situation didn't work out. Is that going to affect Dak Prescott, the Cowboys, blah, blah, blah. Dak Prescott is going to watch highlights of Joe Flacco in 2012 be like, all right, that guy bet on himself, and he got himself a monstrous contract, and that's what Dak's going to do. I think he's going to go out and have a great year. But yes, that is, it takes five minutes to watch those highlights of Joe Flacco, so that's that good. Is true, and they're all in the playoffs. Um, would you rather have the Cowboys and Redskins or Eagles and Giants if you got to come away with a division winner? Oh. I mean – no, because it doesn't matter. Whoever gets Washington is automatically just that's taking on dead weight. 
I mean, you'll be better than the Giants. How? Yeah, what's the math you're doing? Like neither neither the the Redskins nor the Giants are going to win the division. Are you being like total record? What are you what are you trying to? What's yeah, the, total, total record. Oh, I was putting the I was putting the Cowboys, who I think is probably the better team than the Eagles right now, just on the roster ahead of with the Redskins, who I think is probably the worst team. Yeah, total record. That's that's a different story. I thought you meant you know which I, I said division winner, but total record's a better idea. So let's roll with that. Huh. Breach, you can go first. I have to think about this. I'll take Dallas and Washington. Oh, I'm going to take the Giants and Joe Judge and who should have been the best coach in the NFL, Doug Peters. Sean's list. Um, I think I would go with the I would go with the Cowboys. I trust Ron Rivera a little bit more than Joe Judge, just because. Wait a second, Ron Rivera. When this podcast comes out, could be dealing with a whole different set of circumstances than just coaching a football team. And, and that's that's before he's even coached a game with his new team. And you're suggesting that you're suggesting that there could be crazy turmoil inside the building that Ron Rivera works in. By the end of the weekend, Ron Rivera might be the owner of the team because that's the only person left by default. There's only <laughs> one coach who's really who's dealt with what the rumblings are that's coming out of Washington, and it's Ron Rivera because he dealt with it in, in something similar in in Carolina. He went through an ownership sale. <laughs> I, I don't. I literally have no idea what's going on in Washington. Like I, I, I just, I think that I think that Ron Rivera will be able to compartmentalize some stuff, and they have a whole. He's brought in a whole new front office, like a bunch of front office guys. So I think, like, we'll see how everything plays out in Washington. But I don't. I would. Ju- I just. I, I, Joe Judge is an unknown commodity when it comes to coaching. Ron Rivera is a known commodity, and I think he has a higher floor. I also, Mike McCarthy just got fired. I mean, I love Ron Rivera, but the reality is he got fired recently. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I'm not. I, all I'm saying is that I would take the Redskins and the Cowboys over the Eagles and the Giants because I trust Ron Rivera more than I trust Joe Judge. And right. I think Mike McCarthy, I like what the Cowboys are doing by well, not. Well, to use Ryan's point, though, Mike McCarthy just got fired, Ryan. How do you feel about that? I didn't pick him. I picked the the Eagles. Yeah, then I'm sticking with my two fired coaches. <laughs> okay, well, we'll see what happens. I mean, look, a good question. McCarthy ain't going to be worse than Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett stunk like a... Wouldn't it be crazy if the Cowboys go like six and ten, and Jason Garrett was actually good, and, and the, the Giants, Giants, Giants go nine and seven? Well, yeah. All right. This, this, you know what? We do what we're doing. The we're we're doing exactly what the NFL likes to do, which is take this little turd of a division, polish it up, and jam it down your throat every week by putting these teams on prime time. So you know what? We're done talking about this crap division. Number seven. Number seven. Number seven. This was the division that ranked last in 2019. They lose Tom Brady and they move up a spot. And that is the AFC East. Uh, you know, I think the Bills are better. I think the Jets are better. The Dolphins revamped, like, their entire roster. And, you know, the Patriots have Cam Newton. So I think that you put this division ahead of the NFC East. And also, the AFC East actually played the NFC East last year, and they went 11-5 and against them. So I just couldn't put the AFC East below the NFC East. So the AFC East is at 7. I feel like this is too low. I think the AFC East, I mean, Brent's has been talking up the Jets. I don't know if he's serious or not, but earlier in the spring he was talking them up. And I think they're going to be better. I think Adam Gase is obviously the, the big question mark, but I think Sam Donald's going to be better. The offensive line will be better. Um, they should be better uh, in terms of offensive weapons. What do you got, Breach? I got a question for you saying that it's too low. How many Super Bowl contenders would you say are in this division? Zero. Okay. No, I'm kidding. I'll say, I'll say like one because the Bills are my team to, to make The Patriots run. are a Super Bowl contender. I'll, I'll say one. Yeah. All right. I'll say, I'll I mean, say 1.75. 1. How about that? Is there any division 7. that 5. you're looking at above the Pats? Above what? 
The Bills. Cam Newton are a Super Bowl contender. You don't know if he's healthy. So I said one. Okay, so it's one to one to one to two. So let's average that out. That's what one point three. No, one point seven five and two. Brenton saying. Why would you average it out? To get our number for how many teams we think are. I'm going with Wilson's number and your number and my number. Either one. I I was going to say, is there a team ahead of AFC East in in these rankings that has a lower number than that? For Super Bowl contenders, I would say no. But I, okay, Super Bowl is one thing. But I mean, like if we did total wins, I could see both. I could see all the teams in this division, especially the Dolphins, actually doing a lot better than they did a year ago. I think I think any team in this division could potentially go above five hundred. Yeah, like if the Dolphins did. I mean, like if Tua had a breakout season, there's there's different ways you could. I don't think it'll happen, but you know, if it, if it did, it wouldn't be stunning. I do not see a path for all four teams in the NFC East to go five hundred. And I would argue, and we don't know where the other division. I see. I like who's the are the Dolphins. See the AFC South. Are the Dolphins? The AFC worse? South to me, I think, should be seven. I don't know where they are on John. Yeah. I'm going to guess yet. But John, are you, are you done defending the AFC East, or you have more to say? Um, I yeah, no, that's it. I don't think that the uh, AFC East is better than the AFC South. The also part of the reason why the AFC East has always been down is because the Patriots just make everybody else look terrible. And so if the Patriots aren't as good, maybe the, the other teams sort of rise up a little bit. We'll see. So, John, let me ask you this uh, just quickly. Total wins, I know you talked about Super Bowl when you did the averages of, of where we thought the contenders were. Total wins, is that different? Total wins in the division? You mean, it, yeah, if we add them all up and see who has the most? I mean, you can do that, but I look at it from non-divisional wins because if you do total wins, right? So say the Patriots go 12-4. and four, no, no, well, no, the way you want to do it. That's fine. Non-division. Just wins in general. Compared to, there's okay. going to be 12 wins in there against your division that is every division gets, if that makes sense. Because yeah. there has to be 12 division wins between the four teams. So looking at it from an out-of-division perspective, like the AFC East wasn't bad. They went 22-18 and 18 in non-divisional games last year. And, Ryan, I know you compared them to the AFC South. We won't say where they're ranked yet, but I will say the AFC South went 20-20 twenty and 20 in non-divisional games. So... The AFC East was two games better. I knew uh, it. But to that comparison, I would say that I feel like the AFC South has three very legitimate playoff contenders, and the AFC East does not. That's crazy. Number six. <laughs> AFC North. Whoops. Preachers just tell us. AFC North is the number six. Um, I might say this is too low. I'm, I'm a little surprised that you didn't. Uh, Homer up the Bengals a bit here. I, I, I feel like all four teams could make the playoffs. And I think the Ravens are, uh, uh, the Bengals, there's a path for the Bengals to make the playoffs. What's the path for every team to make the playoffs? <laughs> but I mean, not the Redskins, not the Jaguars. According to the, to the Bengals math you're doing, there is. If the Bengals were the seventh seed and made the playoffs, would that be the craziest thing in the world? Yes. I disagree. I think in the Bengals 2020, would it would literally be the craziest thing that happens this year. It would, it would be like the seventh. It's not even like in the discussion with murder hornets. <laughs> oh, it would be, it would rank way above that. What, what did they find the squirrel? What happened to the squirrel the other day? He was diagnosed with something. There's a squirrel. Oh, robotic think, plague. Robotic plague. Yeah. You think that Bengals making the playoffs would be weirder than murder hornets? Why were they testing a squirrel for bubonic plague? You know, like. That was my question. I didn't even want to click on the story because it was too unfathomable. Who's just grabbing a squirrel and saying, you know what, we need to test this guy for some plague? No, that, no, I'm not buying it. 
He came in for the COVID test and they gave him the wrong test. This guy, this guy thinks the Jaguars are a Super Bowl contender, but he won't buy into the bubonic plague being like a squirrel having a plague. Hey, Washington squirrels. There you go. Done and done. Yeah, that's a good oh, one. The they Washington have- plagues. That's, that's, good. that's, um, that would be fitting for this year. I guess it depends on where you fall on the Browns and the Bengals. Like, I'm a little bit higher on those two teams this year. Well, no, but Brock- I'm just going by 30 years of track record. Sorry to interrupt, Wilson. The Browns haven't been to the playoffs since 2002. The Bengals haven't won a playoff game since 1990. So <laughs> as much as I would like to think those things are going to turn around, I'm just going by track record. Did, did you just sort of tell on yourself there? Because, I mean, you spent a lot of time, like, deluding yourself into the Bengals being good on this podcast, and you just blasted them by saying – Yeah, if I was good. ranking – teams i'll probably have the Bengals at number four but when it's overall i'm being realistic i'm using my 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 uh, objective you, you, lens here so you told on yourself okay all right number five that i'm a Bengals homer everyone knows that no that you don't really believe in the Bengals. no i do believe in them i mean like all right so we have not in the division rankings we haven't mentioned f- like five divisions so you probably think the Bengals are worse than the jaguars i think the Bengals could top out at like six or seven wins in which would be a, a huge improvement. But again, you look at, you know, like what do you think they're going to do against AFC South? Do you think they're, maybe they could beat the Titans. Maybe they could beat the Colts. Maybe they could beat the Texans, but I think they would be the underdog in all three of those games. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. But they're the fourth worst team. They would probably be number five. <laughs> That's where you tell us, Breach. Yeah, Number five is the division of Patrick Mahomes. The best team in the NFL is in the fifth best division. Uh, and you know what is funny is that you look at the Patriots for the past 20 years, we'd always talk about how bad the AFC East was, and that's part of the reason why the Patriots were able to dominate for so long. And maybe we have that same thing going with the AFC West. Brinson's give me a funny face, uh, but I have the AFC West at number five. Should be higher, right? Yeah, a little love for my taste. I'm not sure that I agree with that. First of all, Marcus Mariota is going to start. He's going to take that team to the playoffs. I've been on that bandwagon since March. Um, I Drew- drafted him in the uh, Scott Fishbowl late just because uh, there's no trades, so you, and, you, and you need a quarterback super flex. So I- all on the Drew Locke bandwagon. If he gets it together, that's going to be a fun team to watch. We know about Pat Mahomes, obviously, and um, Tyrod Taylor. They're going to run the ball a million times. And- all right, so look, let's let's compare – who would you rather have, the Chiefs and pick your AFC South team? The Chiefs any, any, win that argument, easy. Right. So who's the number one team in the AFC South for you? The Colts or the Titans or the Texans? And the AFC South is number four. That's sort of where I'm going with this. Colts are uh, my All right, so let's say, let's say the Colts because they're the favorite. Chiefs are better than the Colts. We all agree that even me, the Philip Rivers Hummer, agrees that that is, that is true. Uh, the number two team we'll say in the AFC West is the Chargers. Brenton, before you finish this comparison, before you finish this comparison, because I know where it's going, let me just say it's pretty obvious. I'm comparing the well, teams. The yeah, team. well, let me just say that figure it out. These what? teams were neck and neck, and uh, the AFC South got the nod because these two divisions played each other last year. The AFC South went ten and six against the AFC West, and the Chiefs went one and three against the AFC South. And all four of those games, Patrick Mahomes was playing. Here's all right. Well, I'm going to get ready. Cue up the dunk up music because the worst player from the AFC West got traded to the or got signed in the AFC South to play for the best team in the AFC South. 
So now the NFC South is better, and they dominate the NFC West last year. How is the AFC South better? Because they went 10 and 6 against the AFC West. Like, what more do you want? That's 16 games of a sample size. They went 10 and 6. 6 says it's a small sample size. No, 16 games is a full NFL season. The AFC South went 10 and 6 against AFC West. 16 games against each other last year? Yes. Each team plays each other four times. The Chiefs played all four teams in the South. The Broncos played all. Where did the Chiefs go? 1 and 3. Okay, so by your claim, then, the Chiefs are the worst team in the AFC West. No, that's not my claim. And, like, oh, here. This is the only record that matters. But, by the way, the Chiefs went one and three. <laughs> and that's why the AFC South is ahead of the AFC West. They have to Rivers. Oh, <laughs> the Raiders are 0-14 against good teams under John Gruden, teams that they eventually moved. made the playoffs. They're in Vegas now. It's different. So they moved during a pandemic. Nobody wants to do that. <laughs> Uh, uh, I will say that I think the floor for the non-Chiefs AFC West teams is lower than we've sort of been letting on. Like the well, Broncos, it, the Broncos, Chargers, and Raiders could all stink. If Drew Lock stinks, that's a huge issue. Tyrod Taylor, I would imagine he's not going to be super exciting. Justin Herbert plays, that's going to be a huge issue. If Marcus Mariota plays, that means something went wrong with Derek Carr, and that's potentially a problem. I'll, I'll grant you that. And I will say about Drew Lock, his four wins last year came against teams that went a combined. 23-40-1. Basically all bad teams. Uh, a counterpoint. Do you know who plays in the AFC West? Patrick Mahomes. No. Tyron Mathieu. <laughs> Tyron Mathieu. That's right, the honey. Oh, man. Tyron Mathieu. I can listen to it all day. Tyron Mathieu. <laughs> Devo, when do I get the roadcaster so I can pump out my own clips? Tyron Mathieu. <laughs> done, Devo. Oh, my side. I'm cramping up. That would be great if Breach, if you actually died from laughing at Breach. Like, literally. <laughs> what killed him? A honey badger. Yeah, honey. Uh, all right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll tell you the top three divisions of football. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay. Now, 
people who are paying attention to this podcast probably figure out that the only three divisions left are in the NFC, which I think is interesting. Last year, probably a similar setup, right, Breach, in terms of like the NFC, I think was considered maybe the AFC was top heavy and, and better in terms of the elite teams with the Ravens and the Chiefs, but like as a whole, the NFC was much much more dangerous. Oh yeah, I mean, because think about it. when people were making Super Bowl picks last year, it was it's either going to be the Patriots or the Chiefs. Obviously, nobody knew Lamar was going to be as awesome as he was in a full season, and, and the AFC was so top heavy. But the NFC is just wide open. It does seem like they have all the power teams. And I would just say, just in case it wasn't clear, the fourth-ranked team or the fourth-ranked division here is the NFC South. I know we argued about it, but I don't think we actually said it. So now let's jump in the top three. Number three is the NFC North. Go ahead. That's it. So I'm, I want, I'm going to listen to you guys. I'm going to let you have the floor, and I'll tell you why you're wrong. Well, I think, John, I think Spanky Wagman would disagree with this because Aaron Rodgers, he has a picture <laughs> for Aaron Rodgers. But I don't, I don't hate this. I, I, I will miss Sean. I will not miss Sean's little – like that little face and like noises he made before he launched into like a little Aaron Rodgers spiel. He's like, well, <laughs> as you know, I'm not an Aaron Rodgers fan. Tom, Star Wars is not that nerdy. No, Star Wars is not that nerdy. Uh, <laughs> maybe, I, maybe that somebody will stick around. The one maybe, thing I was going to say, the Packers are probably going to come back to earth. I think the Bears, I don't know why Bears fans are buying into Nick Foles being a good thing. Like, I don't buy, I don't buy the Bears. I think the Vikings are going to take a step back and maybe the Lions are a little bit, uh, a little bit better than people think, but I, I don't, this is could be four mediocre teams. I think this is way too high. That's a weird take. You have all the good teams regressing and then you have the Lions perhaps getting better. I have like a sneaky suspicion the Lions win. Well, tell Matt Patricia. He would love to hear some good news. At like seven, eight, and one. I, this, this is way too high. I don't know, but I also feel like this is the, if there is, uh, one of maybe two divisions that could produce four teams that all finish 500 or better. I could see the Lions going eight and eight. I could see the Bears going 10 and six. The Packers, even if the Packers you... regress, they could go 10 and six. That's three wins worse than last season. The Vikings could regress and go nine and seven. So I, I think there is, Wilson. I don't think this team's not, this is not number two, it's number three. Wilson, mm-hmm. Ravens or Packers? Ravens. Steelers or Vikings? That's a little closer. Big Ben's healthy. I'll say Steelers by a nose. I would, I would agree with you there. Uh, Bears or Browns? Eesh, that's, I mean, on paper, the Browns, but I'll go with the Bears. Okay. And, uh, Bengals or Lions? I would actually take the Bengals because I think Joe Burrow. I agree with you on all four of those, and therefore, Breach's ranking of the NFC North at number three is total crap. Oh! Oh! What a big man! Wallace took it in his hands and said, I'm up and away! Dixie Dude, Breach has this coming because. I'm not liking that Dickie V sounds up. I don't know. I think just listening to it 30 seconds every three minutes. But Breach has this coming because he only did the kicker rankings. No one's yelling at you about kicker rankings. Mm. So he, he deserves – my goal is to make Breach cry without touching him as we <laughs> uh, Number two. Oh, boy. <laughs> number two is the NFC South, which is – I feel like you're yeah. about to say I regret ranking the number two. <laughs> oh, no, no. I don't, I, don't, I don't at all. I actually like this ranking because it seems pretty obvious to me. You add Tom, you take out James Winston. You add Tom Brady. That makes the Buccaneers good. The Falcons should be good. The biggest question mark is the Panthers. They're probably not going to be great, but the Saints are probably the Super Bowl contender out of the NFC, uh, just because of the continuity and nobody's had any OTAs or mini camp. 
So, you know, and obviously the Buccaneers are a Super Bowl contender. And, yeah, I think three of these four teams could finish above 500. You're, you're a lot higher on the Falcons than I am. Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of weird. Why are you high on the Falcons? The other two teams obviously are going to be. Why, why, why do people just be like, yeah, the Falcons are just going to be better? Why? Because they signed Todd Gurley and Laquan Treadwell? We have 11 first-rounders, Branson. <laughs> if we're in our nickel formation, which we will be 30% of the time, whereas yeah. we're going to force-feed Todd Gurley. I mean, look, the offensive line should be better if they're healthy, what, whatever. We talk about this all the time. The defense, I don't know if the defense is going to be better. They struggled. They Why struggled. is that defense going to be better? Because they, right. because, they like, because they promoted Raheem Morris to the defensive coordinator? I, mean, I don't buy it. The Panthers are not going to be good. So, But, I mean – I think the Panthers will be entertaining. Yeah, since I don't know. I think the offense will be entertaining to watch. Maybe their defense is going to suck. I don't. I mean, I don't hate the NFC South at number two. I was just question. Like, what do you think the record, the Falcons' final record, is going to be? Seven and eight and one. Okay, well, that's not worse. That's also not. They went seven and nine last year. You said uh, you said three five hundred or better, and that's one game better. That's not that out of far fetched to me. You really don't think the Falcons? Are gonna could finish eight and eight? They could. Of course they could. They finish okay. nine and seven. They finish twelve and th- twelve and four. They might go sixteen and, and two. They can finish ten and two if the pandemic cuts the season short. They can finish zero and zero. Anything's on the table except sixteen and zero, and probably the playoffs. Oh, number one. Number one is the only division west. NFC West is the best. There you go, guys. That's the whole ranking. It is over, and it is the best because Sean McVay is the coach in the division, and he's the number one coach in the NFL, that was gonna, according to Sean Wagner McGuff. I was going to say, um, if you think that, I must change your opinion. Uh, what's the worst team in the division is the question I'm getting to. Um, either the Cardinals or the Rams. but the, you got to pick one, though. If, if, you, if I'm getting odds. Yeah, give yourself uh, I would take the Rams because I think the Rams would be like four to one to finish last place in the division. Yeah. Um, if you were like, Hey, pick the team that finishes last in this division or you die. <laughs> uh, I would probably take the Cardinals. Fair enough. Now, yeah. Here is the crazy thing is that I think the only two divisions we agreed on were the NFC East and the AFC East being the two worst. We mostly agreed on that, right? Sure. Um, and then, and then no, you guys, got, you guys to be up from six to three. I agree on the NFC West. And I agree on the a- NFC East. Well, I'm saying that because the NFC West, that those teams are playing the NFC East and the AFC East this year. So they're playing the two easiest divisions. So if you're looking at a uh, division that could potentially put all four teams in the playoffs, because I know we've been talking about, hey, maybe three of these teams could finish above 500. Yeah, I think we, did a, we did a mailbag question like last week where somebody asked us if all four teams could get in. Well, right. And now we can do a slightly deeper dive because you're looking at who they're playing on their schedule. They're playing the we two easy well, we didn't bring it up, Brinson. Boom. Dunk, dunk. Um, you hit the wrong button. Uh, That's why I thought I heard crickets. You accidentally played the crickets? <laughs> yeah, you did. There I'm literally going to get pet crickets, and I'm going to have them chirp every time Brinson says anything. Oh, I'm getting a cat. What do you feed crickets? <laughs> we got chipmunks tearing up our yard. I think about getting a cat to kill them all. But that is part of the reason why I think the NFC West could produce four playoff teams in the new 17 playoff field is because they are playing the NFC East and they are playing the AFC East. All right. I give uh, Breach a C- minus for this list. A C-? minus? No. B-, B plus minimum. I give Ryan a B- minus for his C- minus because it should have been a D plus. 
Um, what, uh, right, my top three divisions, I would have NFC West one. I think that is correct. I think I would actually go, I might go with the AFC West at number two. Yowzers. Yeah, I know, right? No, no, I, you know what? I take that back. Um, the AFC West that went six and 10 against the AFC South. <laughs> oh, yeah, I hate to see it. You want That's the John? Where's the dunk button? Do I get Debo? Where's my dunk button? Sadly, this is up to Will's control, which was, Obviously a mistake on, on my part <laughs> and not part. Devo didn't play that one, no. Um, yes, I am see. getting a roadcaster though, so I'll have equal opportunity to, uh, give you some representation briefly. Right, so do you, so at some point we could be in a situation where like literally every it's, person on the podcast can play soundtracks. That's a mistake. <laughs> Look, do, your, do your three, Brinson, so we can get out of here. We have stuff to do. Uh, NFC West one, AFC West two, AFC North three. Yeah, I'll just see it. That's the AFC West there is bold. I, I mean, I, the Chiefs are the best team in football. I, the Chargers, I think, will have a very high floor. I don't see them totally cratering. They won't. Uh, They'll be boring. They'll, they'll win seven or eight games. That's, that might be true. Maybe I should go with the, eh. I don't hate this. I don't, I, I, I don't think, hate the NFC South there. I might put the AFC North at number three, but Breach did a pretty good job. Thanks, Scott. Oh, so a C minus, pretty good job. Can we up it to a C plus, please? I'm a hard grader. You did a good job. For the record, you get a C minus and a smiley face on the paper. All right, I'll take that. What kind of a hole teachers like C minus smiley face? <laughs> yeah, good job though. No one who hates the job. <laughs> All right, we're getting out of here. We got more stuff to do. Mailbag podcast coming on Monday, and uh, you feel free to tweet us if if you think something happens on today, Friday, that is worth an emergency uh, podcast. By the way. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if you guys know this. Debo got a new, uh, Twitter handle. Oh, he did? What is it? At Debo CBS. He's debating whether to make the switch. He's sort of waffling on whether or not he wants to go all in. Twitter uh, will also dictate that one as previously discussed. But that's why you need to switch it now so you don't get the DMCA takedown. Yeah. Go follow him at Debo CBS. D-E-B-O CBS? Two E's. I'm, I'm taking control of it now. I'm not allowing people to tell me how to spell my name. Oh, good to know. So you're going to have two Twitter accounts? Yeah, as I explained to, to Brinson on a previous pod, um, it might not be up to me if I keep my old one because of some uh, some notices I've received from Universal Music Group and uh, some, some movie companies. Hey, how great was Twitter for that hot minute where the blue check marks couldn't tweet? That was my favorite time ever because you couldn't tweet. So here's something funny. I paid Spencer Hall ten bucks to tweet for me. I'm following Debo CBS, and he's not following me. Interesting. Oh man, sounds like Instagram about four months ago, Ryan. No. (laughs) Hey, jokes on you. He's not following you guys either. I know, but I'm not following him. I'm not following him either. (laughs) I don't follow anyone unless they have five thousand followers. Follow us to the end of the podcast. The show's over. See you later. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 